0: I'm excited for you to hear today's episode. Let's get into the show. All right, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Vegan Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. I have my man, Luca Marshall. How are you doing today? Oh, good, man. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, of course. I appreciate you making a drive to my house. This is the first podcast actually recorded with someone in this new home.
1: But it's a really cool home, so I guess you may... Made- a new perfect studio for your work and also for the new podcast thank you man i appreciate
0: that dude i want to dive into your story so a lot of people i'm sure a lot of people that listen to the podcast i think we have like, so over seventy thousand downloads right now like reoccurring with guests i think a lot of them know who you are from instagram but i've never found a podcast with you so i was <laughs> like man we talk about Luke, because you have a really inspiring story like when I was texting you before, I was like, I'm sure that there's someone that's in a similar situation that you were before. That is just looking for that inspiration. And I think it's just a, like a sin to not share your story ultimately.
1: Yeah. I don't normally talk too much about my past and my story just because as I told you offline, my English is not that good. So I'm trying to avoid to do podcast. Yeah, it's great, man. <laughs> but yeah, I, I will I would love to share my story, so that's why I'm here today.
0: Yeah.
1: And I hope and even if just one person will find some positivity and some motivation for keep going. Yeah. If it's not a situation as I was before, I think it will be worth it. Yeah, absolutely, and man. Well, I'm happy to dive into this podcast with you.
0: Awesome. Your English is great. And (laughs) definitely, I'm sure you had moments in your own journey where it just wasn't all like bright and positive. You're a very positive person, but having gone
1: through shit, I know that it's not always like
0: sun and rainbows.
1: We all have days where we have bad days or bad moments. The thing I learned from what happened with my past is to learn to letting go and appreciate the small things that life brings to you. And I think that would change all my perspective about life and make me live in a completely different way that is also bringing not only positivity, but also good things happen to me.
0: Yeah, you're a very free-spirited person, but usually when I meet people like that or like myself, there's a history that led you to be this way, right? Yeah.
1: I started to be vegan ten years ago in 2013. After I, I had my first dog, and that was my beginning of shift. Before I was like a professional DJ, yeah. and I was partying mostly every day, and during night, so yeah, um, living during the night and sleeping during the day, and having drugs and alcohol and dealing also with people. With the same values, yeah, if you yeah. want to call that, yeah. And I was pretty aggressive and nervous all the time, and I was not feeling really good. So in the beginning, I started to cut the coffee. That for me was some really essential. Yeah. I'm Italian, so coffee for us is normal thing. but I was yeah. drinking like twenty espresso every day, and I That's was a lot. really stressed. <laughs>
0: But I got to five and I was like, I can't
1: live anymore. I can't live like this. So so, and I always had no limits. So if I do something, I go all the way in. Yeah. If not, I would just cut it off. Yeah. So before going and I just got the coffee and then I was still not feeling well and still stressed out with all my life and things was happening. So I I broke up with my girlfriend at that time and she was vegan. So I knew something about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and then I, exposed. then I got my dog, my first dog, and I felt in love so much with her. And I said, like, I not I cannot eat any other animals right now. So I would just quit. And after I got that thought, the day after I just quit eating yeah. meat and anything else. And from there, life started to be a bit better. But after at one point, I went through another separation with another person. And I also was training a lot for a competition, calisthenics, weightlifting competition. And I started to have pain everywhere. And the doctor didn't know what that was. and It started to be like, that was in 2017. Yeah. And I started to have pain first on my back and then and on my shoulder, on my chest. I couldn't I was not able to sleep properly because because like in any position at one point I felt like a stone on my chest. I was so painful to to breathe. Yeah. And so I started to take Mm painkiller. And the (laughs) painkiller make everything worse. Because at one point I was not able to walk anymore. Because my achill tendons or both feet Get inflamed, my heel got inflamed, my foot plantar w- was inflamed. So I wasn't able to f- put my feet on the ground mm-hmm. because it was extremely painful. And I went to many doctors, did run tests like for months yeah. about everything because they don't actually know what was the problem. Because from the blood test, everything was fine. Yeah. But at one point, I was in a wheelchair. I was not able to go get up from my bed and go to the restroom in the morning without taking a painkiller.
0: And that just happened all of a sudden. There was no like, yeah, accident or shocking thing that happened. It's just like gradually. No,
1: body's... I just had in the beginning the problem was on my back and I was trying to steal training. And then this problem with my chest, I thought, oh, maybe I got injured doing dips because I always did dips like pretty heavy. Yeah. So I just rest a little bit and but the pain was not going away. And once I start to I started to take a painkiller, the the disease the blow up and I was like really upset with myself, with life, with everything. Everything was dark. I was really in a bad place in my mind because I said, Okay, now I'm twenty five, I think I was that time. No, maybe 27, 28. I don't remember. But uh, what I would do. Yeah. I'm like, I cannot move old man. Yeah. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't go to travel. I felt I was like, don't have any possibility to be happy anymore. Because my life was destroyed. I love to training. I couldn't train. I love to travel. and couldn't even go for a walk. I always being like a really active, I was before before my DJing work, I was like a professional cyclist. So I always I didn't know that part. I was I always wanted to move, I always loved to move. And at that point was I was not able to do it. Yeah. So I've been like in a hospital for a couple of three months almost during winter in 2017. And in the end, after three months, they just released me close to Christmas time. And they say, okay, you have a uh, spondylarthritis that is an autoimmune disease that has some correlation with your genes, but mostly we don't actually know what is the trigger. Yeah. And we don't have any treatments beside like painkillers.
0: Yeah. Which was making it worse.
1: And that was controlling a little bit. But yeah, at one point I needed to take it just for you know, get out from the bed, but it yeah. was not making better. Yeah. So that was my the dynasty was that one. And when I went back to, to my house, I decided, okay, now I need to do something. So that, and I spent like my new year on, on the mountain. And I was like playing. I was my, finally, I was able to do again the things that I loved. That was playing music at that time. Yeah. And also I was starting to train again. And in January, in 2018, I decided to come to Venice in California. Because it was one of my dreams. And say, okay, since my life is like this, I don't know what will happen next. Yeah. So I want to do it hell we'll just do it yeah and i spent three months in venice and i fell in love i was still in really pain and i need to take two painkillers once in the morning for go to the gym yeah and once in like around 12 for be able to finish my day so it was still annoying by that i start to feel like okay i if I want to become better, I need to do something different than before. Yeah. And just the this trip helped me a lot. Also, because I started to meet other people with other believe and think that was different of the Italian mentality that I was growing uh, yeah. with. So when I went back to Italy that year, I started to cut off everything, cut off the medication, cut out all the things that was like trigger me like stress. So I got the work that I was doing and I and I started to do things that I enjoy to do. Spend time with my dog in nature and do work as a personal trainer. That was something that I loved to do. And I took a couple of weeks of where I did a detox of yeah. everything. First of all, water fasting and then being real vegan for a while also because i was already vegan and the doctor in the hospital said oh maybe this disease uh, happened because you are not eating meat that yeah. is a kind of bullshit but yeah anyway the
0: first thing they blame as soon as yeah that heard, was
1: the first thing they said oh yeah. and also uh, they gave me like corti- cortisone for a couple of uh, months yeah and they couldn't see anything in my blood. And they start to say, Oh, you're not taking the medication. I was just, I don't know, drinking a lot of water and doing my normal, healthy life. Yeah. But anyway, when I cut everything after the death, I started to feel a little better. Mm. And I couldn't, and like I remember that in September 2018, I was finally able to walk for 30 minutes. Yeah. Before, and without be in pain so much. And from there, I saw that the thing I was doing with the meditation, with the breath work, and also try to letting go the stress I had was working. So I kept going in that direction and I work it. And since there, I still work a lot of my mindset just for always stay positive, learn to letting go and don't get stressed about things that you are not in control. Because in the beginning, I was really stressed about everything. And everything was pissing me off. Someone was doing something wrong or things that happen normally in life. And yeah. now, finally, I was able to learn okay, you are not in control. You can only be pissed off of things that you do, yeah. but you cannot blame others for things that they are doing if it's not something that aligns to what you want because you are not in control of what other people think or decide. So, once I learned that, I was able to let him go better, and yeah. I start to feel like relief from that pain. And also with that, less stress bring less pain on my body. So, yeah,
0: just a direct correlation. Yeah, that's too.
1: and that is why I, and where I finally understand that the stress was the most trigger for yeah. for that disease. That's for sure like a correlation with the gene that I have but mostly the problem is the stress yeah so once I was able to manage the stress everything else went better and from there I just decided okay now I will just do only things that I really love to do yeah I will try to help others I always wanted to like coach other people and be able to help other people so I love fitness I love calisthenics and so I started to do it there, like a more, more like in kind of business way, like kind of work. Yeah. And from there, I had a lot of things that make me happy with the clients and and I, and my life transform. Yeah. And so that, that is the beginning of, of my journey to, to heal. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah,
0: well, man. I appreciate you sharing that. There's so much in there that I want to dive into. The first part. Do you think there's a connection, obviously, with the nightlife and how you were living before
1: that kind of triggered it? Do you
0: think that was like the initiation of it, or it just was?
1: I was sleeping like three, four, four hours for night from okay. from when I was eighteen, not maybe yeah. sixteen to twenty five. Yeah. So for sure, like the sleep deprivation, for sure, brings something. But mostly was like the anger I had and the stress I had, uh, I believe that trigger the disease and then like things that was going and the things that were not going like I wanted mm-hmm. and I was not able to let go of the things and just relieve myself from a mentality that was like keeping me attached to things that I don't, I didn't have any control on it. Yeah. So I think that's maybe also the life for sure. Like it was not a healthy life that drink all nights and take drugs and other things. Yeah, for sure. But I think the major part was the stress. Yeah,
0: the mindset component of
1: and also yeah the mindset. But like the anger
0: part. So you talk about letting go being the biggest lesson. So obviously, the opposite side. If we look at the character trait that you had that led you to be there it was like a sense of control. And I want to explore that because a lot of people that listen to this podcast are like me or like you, the very type A, right? We like, it's all in or nothing. It has yeah. to be done right or not. If it's not done the way we want to, screw it. So how was that internal shift for you to go from like, ultimately, like I want everything to be done right in, in a controlled manner to, oh, it's cool. If it happens the way that it happens, it's okay.
1: Oh, I always being like black or white and I'm still in the process to... Learn sometimes that there's also colors in the middle. Yeah. I think it never ends. I think we're all yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I will still, I will for sure always have that. I told you before offline that I was drinking before 20 coffee in a day and then I quit and and now I'm not drinking coffee at all. I did the same with the alcohol. I was drinking like 20, maybe more (laughs) cocktail in a night when I was playing and now I don't drink alcohol at all. Yeah. I did the same with the veganism. Like when I decide, I just quit to eat yeah. anything else, and I just turn vegan, one hundred percent. and never be vegetarian, anything else. But I realized that the most important things is always do some step forward and never backward. So mm-hmm. that is is that is a win. If something is not going as you want, but you keep going in that direction with a small improvements every day. Is a win because in the end, I know I wanted to be perfect, but there's no such a thing as perfection. profession. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that I learned within the time. Yeah. It's we're forever building, forever sculpting. Yeah. We can, we are able to improve for sure if we want. We'll be probably never be perf- perfect, but the most important thing is never go backwards. Yeah. So with the whole bad habits or, with bad relationship or anything that is in our past, because we are always improve and become something different.
0: Yeah, I love that. You know what? I, I just realized when you shared that, it's such a positive way to view self-improvement because a lot of people have been in the same boat as you. It's like, we're reaching for this idea of perfection, but by thinking that this external version of you is perfect, by default, it means that you are not. And yeah. so it leaves you more in a miserable state. But what you said, instead of focusing on like this external version of you that you are currently not, therefore you're in a deficit, is just there's no end version, but it's just don't step back. Yeah, right? it's
1: it's a journey. We from when we burn to when we will die, it's we are on this journey that is life, and we can always improve. That is the most important thing. That's I don't see like any final goals or final version of myself but i see like myself like improving every day and even sometimes some there's some period that i improve less some period that i improve more but yeah yeah, the most important thing is keep doing it
0: yeah as long as you're not going back exactly going forward yes even
1: if it's just a little bit every day it's fine yeah and that's that we all always have room to improvements and to yes. learn new things and get new knowledge that will shape our reality in better
0: yeah amen that's why i wanted to talk with you on the podcast because like i said every story is powerful and it can impact someone's life and usually the deepest life lesson come from deep pain someone that hasn't gone through anything doesn't have those realizations
1: yeah i think like my when I decide i okay I need to change my life I was in those m- months on the hospital where I was like stay in bed all the time and said so if I will be able to do something for this and yeah. I will be able to feel better I will never do again the things I did in the past I want to just only do things that make me happy and Because the life is pretty short. That is what I had in my mind that time. Because I said, okay, I'm, I don't even 30 and my life is done because I'm here on the bed. I cannot move. I cannot do anything. Yeah. And that realization shift my life completely and make me realize, okay, you can, if you want, you can do improvements and you don't have to stay stuck in your past.
0: Yeah. What made you, like, stick through all of it and see the light on the other side of the tunnel? What was it that, I would say, kept you motivated? But I think I don't think that's a that does justice to what you had to go through.
1: Oh, I don't think there's motivation. I think more the motivation is consistent. I when I started to feel this pain, the first thing the doctor said that oh, you cannot work out anymore. For Mm -hmm. example, yeah. And that was really bad for me because uh, I had already, I was competing in the calisthenics. I was like a new personal trainer, a couple of years. Yeah. And, and that, I, that was my vision of my future. That was my life that I, and when he said, oh, you cannot train anymore. I said, okay, you don't have your life anymore. You have to find yeah. something else. And I didn't want it because I really love to, to train yeah so even if i was in pain i was keeping going to the gym every day and i think the consistent see to keep doing it it helped me to release the stress and also to feel better with my pain and my body and when i start and i start to focus in like really small improvements and when i every day that i was okay I'm not that in pain. I can walk like a little bit more. I can lift a little bit more. That for me was an improvement. So I was happy about that. And I was uh, celebrating that wins. Yeah. And that helped me. That helped me a lot. Also meditation. I always being a fan of Joe Dispenza and the thing he talked about to let go your past self and build up your new self. So I was yeah. spending hours and hours just meditating and try to see in my mind, the be- the version of self I wanted to be, a version mm-hmm. without the pain, a version of stronger and happy. And I think that helped also yeah, to, sure. to go in that direction.
0: Yeah. I, I love Joe Dispenza's work as well. And there's definitely a lot of power in that. And it's cool that you got to experience it through that, I want to say, dark time to bring you where you're at now. because looking at you now people wouldn't know that right like yeah is you dipping four plates doing pull up 100 pounds <laughs> like shit, lucas has always been like this
1: yeah so when i talk sometimes i still have pain uh, sometimes on my shoulder or might are different like it's different because in don't go too deep as was before like mm-hmm. i can have pain on my shoulder for a couple of weeks and then it moved to another place and it's always like probably 10% of what was a couple of years ago. Yeah. And yeah, for sure I did a good improvement from the time I was in the bed. And, but I'm, I believe that I'm not done. I believe that I still have a lot of steps to do to be the best version of myself. I for sure improved my quality of life. That for sure. Yeah. and the way that I deal with the stress. Another things that I normally do is also ice bath. And I did a course with Wim Hof for, because he was talking that you can control your body, yeah, your autonomous system. So I said, okay, I will learn this so I will be able to stop my body attack itself because yeah. that is what an autoimmune disease does. Uh-huh. And I'm still not yet there yet, but the things that cold help me also is to be in the present moment and release the stress. Because when you get into really cold water, uh, your body will just turn alarm everywhere because it's like a really huge stress. Yeah. But the fact that it is a control term stress, like a couple of minutes, or in my case, like 20 minutes now on the call, yeah. but it's something that you is have a, like a beginning of a hand. And when you start to learn about staying in this state of mind of stress and letting go, also other kind of stress that can be emotional stress for, or for relationship or work, or even if you drive and someone do shit on That's the road, awesome. yeah you are able to let him go easier. So I believe yeah. that, and I believe that also that helped me a lot to, to arrive now where I able to say, okay, this happened, but I cannot do anything about it. You know, I'll just let it go. Yeah.
0: I. Isn't that interesting though, how you step into a stressful environment, but it helps you be less stressed. So stepping in an ice bath allows you to de-stress ultimately.
1: Yeah, because... We normally, when we do anything else, we are not fully focused on the present. We're always looking forward to the next things, yeah. to the next work, to the next work we are going to do. When you are in the cold, if you want to be able to stay in the cold without freezing, yeah, you I need to be... You need to be present that moment you need to focus on your breath you need to focus on the reaction of your body and there's no room to think about anything else yeah and that was my first time where i was completely like in the present without thinking about anything else yeah and that's for sure a great teacher the cold also the heat like you that can happen also if you do sauna yeah, But I prefer the cold. It's different.
0: <laughs> the cold is definitely, I prefer the cold. you can be, heat is, I know, it relaxes you at first to a certain extent, but the cold just forces you to be present. Like, it's yeah. really hard to think about what you're going to do after when you're yeah. in
1: there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: Dude, I love to talk about the identity piece of exercising because I, I, first of all, I didn't know you were a professional cyclist before that. Okay. Yeah. What else did you do before?
1: Oh, I did many kind of different sports. Of course, I tried to play football because I'm Italian. So yeah, it's yeah. something that you have to do. But I never really liked basketball or football. Soccer, not football. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I didn't really like it when I was young. Play with the balls or in team. I was a bit, I wanted to play for myself yeah. And my dad had this huge passion for the bike. Yeah. And he was biking all the time. So when I was 7, I started to ride the bike. A road bike and yeah, I did it professionally for many years. I really love to I still when I have to do cardio right now I I bike. Yeah. And I if I've to choose between catch the bus or ride the bike for 20 miles I would just ride the bike I don't really like buses or other things so I still love the bike at one point in my life I was like a teenager I had to choose between the sport yeah and this ambition I had to kind of be famous or like playing in the clubs yeah as a DJ and I choose to play in the club because it was more fun yeah and also also because when you like train four times five times a day for 10 years you won't experience something else yeah sure and i was like my life when i was young was like train on the bike and then on sunday go to the competition yeah, yeah. so that was for years yeah in the beginning i did also because was my dad was working a lot and the sunday when we were going to compete he was bringing me into the competition so it was like the only moment where we were staying together yeah i really loved that yeah and, but in the end i was really enjoying go biking i did also martial arts some muay thai other sports, but mainly the bike was my main sport yeah and then I quit when I quit when I started to DJing I started to approach also to the gym because in the clubs everybody was like fit and buff yeah. and okay I want to grow some muscle and that is why I decided then I fall in love with the calisthenics I really love to I started to see Frank Medrano do things and say, oh, OK, yeah. I want to be able to use my body and have strength for the whole position like gymnast, do like front yeah. lever and and other things. So I say I would start to train in that direction. Yeah.
0: So when you so basically you've been an athlete, I would say the majority of like it. you've been an athlete longer than you've not been an athlete
1: yeah. Kind
0: of, kind point. Of, yes. I, so people that deal with like injuries or things that happen where they can't train anymore, like in your scenario, as athletes, we have a big, our identity is wrapped up around being this fit person that works out. And it's it's such a part of who we are. How did you handle not being able to do that or not being able to do that to the extent that you wanted to before? Because and i'm from the ironman world people doing some ironman that get injured and they can't train for like four months they just go crazy because they're like i can't do the thing that i enjoy
1: yeah so when i was not able to train for sure it was really stressful and that's why i try to that is the reason why i started to take painkiller in the first place because i continue because i wanted to continue to train but at one point i said it's not worth it it's make me worse than what is helping me yeah So when I decided to quit, I said, okay, I would just take it easier. I would just do how much I can. If I, there were some days that I was not able to do anything. Yeah. And I had to, I'm a personal trainer. I always wanted to like do a program and with the right progression and everything and was not working for me because one day I was able to do it. Yeah. And the other day, no. So I had to plan a bit around yeah, but even if I was doing like one step forward and two step backwards, in the end I was feeling good. Just to do something. Yeah, and the thing when you get injured, you need to learn to be patient, and that is like one of my worst, <laughs> <laughs> one of yeah. my worst quality. I don't have patience for anything, and I'm that is something that I still learning. Yeah. I'm getting better, but yeah, that is when you get injured, you need to be patient and try to take it slowly as possible. If you have the vision and you wanted to be able to go back and what you're doing, because if you rush up, it can be that everything can go worse than better. So,
0: yeah, for sure. Just prolonging the recovery time. Yeah, instead,
1: like taking a week off will be like a couple of months. Yeah. But yeah, I feel a lot of people that doesn't really want to stop, even when it's clear that you need to stop. Yeah, I think if you you need to feel to learn to understand your body, what your body need for be able to for be able to do the adjustment that you need on your recover. because it can happen that you feel good one day, but mm. you have always to. Be sure before start to push hard that you completely recover from the injury.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think that's a lot of thing that people that are like more like type A, all in or nothing, kind of struggle with. It's like there's a workout today, and it says I'm supposed to go hard, but my body doesn't feel like it. But the plan says I'm supposed to go hard, so they will go hard even though they don't feel like
1: it. Yeah, but and yeah, that also depends on the, the kind of injury you have. Yeah. In my case, with arthritis, I couldn't do it. There was days that I couldn't even squat. I had for a month a pain in my knee, yeah, and I was not able to squat more than like even go down. So, even put the bar yeah. on my back was <laughs> already really painful, and that was annoying because I I used to squat two plates a week before, yeah. So these kind of things that you never know what, that's also helped me a lot to learn to let go because today is like this and I will appreciate what I can do because I don't know what I will be able to do tomorrow. So I live right now, I mostly live in the day that I am. I don't really think too much about the future.
0: Yeah. That's why talking to you right now, learning more about your story makes me understand more of what I see online with you. Like you're on what I'm grateful for today. Like that makes more sense to me now.
1: Yeah, I started to do that practice two two years ago. Yeah. Just because I was like, remind myself of what, for what I was grateful that day. But just when I was waking up in my mind and then I'd say, okay, since Instagram and social media let you keep uh, like track of what you're doing every day, yeah. I'll say, I will start my day posting about what I'm grateful for today, because in the past, in the future, if I will wanted to see what happened in the past, I can do it. Yeah. And, and also I think that can be a motivation for other people. So that's actually uh, why I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I believe that start your day with a good intention and, and remind yourself the positive things that happen in your life is the best way to start your day. Yeah. And also set your intention and your goals for the day. But I always wanted to remind myself, okay, I'm here today, no matter what, I achieved this, and I'm happy for these things that happened to me so far. Yeah.
0: It, uh, you just remind me, a lot of people will take it um, for like extra, for example, like the people you coach as well, like for training and nutrition. It's not oh, damn like I have to work out today. Oh, damn, like I have to eat this healthy food today. And to you, it's more like you, you I guess you see more from the gratefulness of the should I get to work out today? My body feels good today.
1: Yeah. When I, yeah, I ask my clients to do at least 10K steps every day. Yeah. I normally do 20 or 25. And I'm grateful for being able to walk. Yeah. Like I walk on the boardwalk like every day in the morning and in the afternoon, a couple of times, uh, maybe do some other things, uh, listen podcasts or working on my phone, but I'm grateful for being able to do steps. And I believe that if a person never experienced the fact that you are not able to do it, you will not understand probably how much important is and how happy you will feel if you will be able to walk, because okay. we give is a like granted thing. Yeah. That yeah, kind of normal walk to your kitchen to your bedroom. But since I had that experience where I was not able to walk from my bed to the restroom, now that I can do ten k steps a day without yeah. ha- feel any pain, walk on the beach, and. I'm so happy to do it. If I had t- more time, I will probably walk all day. Yeah. Just because I feel good to do it. Yeah. And I feel alive when I'm doing it. Yeah. It makes me think
0: like the people that are the most
1: grateful in life that are the
0: most empathetic are people that have dealt with the most pain or the most loss.
1: Yeah. I think pain and loss, open your eyes on things that we normally keep us granted and yeah. they are not because life have a beginning of hand for everything and yeah. things change. If you are able to realize that, you will appreciate more what life is bringing to you in this particular moment because tomorrow can be. And I think also COVID, all the situation that happened with the COVID should open our eyes to, to the fact that one day can be in a way and another day can be completely different. Yeah, can't leave your house. <laughs> yeah. You stuck in your house for months. It's, it doesn't happen. It did, didn't happen here in the US, but in Italy they were stuck in that yeah. house for months. For months. Yeah. So you couldn't leave your house. You just forgot go to grocery and walk your dog. Yeah.
0: Life changes it, really fast. Yeah.
1: So we need to appreciate what we have in this particular moment because yeah, you never know what will happen.
0: Yeah. So, talking about like the immune issue, the autoimmune issue, the disease that you're dealing with. So, from the sounds of it, it sounds that's from you continuing to exercise, obviously continuing to eat plant based and doing all these stress management, mindset shift, that internal work is what helped you feel better. Ultimately, bring it from hundred percent to ten percent. You mentioned that you're feeling.
1: Yeah, I did many improvements with my diet and I improved my omega three intake. Work like to. Adjust my diet to be less stressful possible for my body, and uh, but and I structure my training also not in a linear way, so I don't have a normal progression as other people do. But I realized that if I, even if I feel some kind of pain in my joints, it's not it's not the same pain that another normal person could have. Yeah. That where you should rest. Yeah. If I have feel pain and I keep move my body, the pain will go away. So yeah. with that in mind, I maybe go a bit lighter on the exercise, but I try to keep go to the gym. I show up in the gym every day. I work out I work out right now six six days a week. Yeah. And even if I pain somewhere, I will just do it. Yeah. But of course, like the nutrition help a lot. And the, uh, also the mindset and the uh, meditation helps a lot. Yeah. So one, one thing
0: I'll talk about to inspire people for the ones to see kind of where you're at now, going from body squatting and potentially having a harder time with it or going to the bar, you're putting up some crazy numbers online. <laughs> so what I just for curiosity and just for people to listen to see what's possible right? Because ultimately, I don't want to say you lost all of it, but you went from being competitive to being able to do less and rebuilding your body back up.
1: I'm actually more strong than before right now. Last competition I did on the street calisthenics was I had 50 kg of dips and 75, no, 50 kg on pull-ups and 75 on dips. Yeah. And that's where I start to feel pain on my chest, and where in 2017, where everything happened. Yeah. And now I can dip 90, 95 kilos, and that's uh, crazy, man. It's like my and body and pull, pull up sixty kilos. Yeah,
0: that's like me. It's like you dipping me with you. That's yeah,
1: that's crazy. <laughs> so, I'm happy, and I can squat mm, double my body weight for reps right now. Yeah. So I also improved that. I, How much do you weigh now? One hundred and sixty. Oh, it's uh, just so like 70, 71, 72 kilo. Yeah.
0: So three twenty on a squat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm. I'm. I think my way to approach the training is working because I'm having results. Yeah. Even as I told you before, it's not linear. Yeah. But the fact is, the consistent. I'm going in the gym every day Yeah. Uh, anyway.
0: Yeah. Like you said, it's about just not going backwards. Ultimately. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, and I know that can be annoying because I feel that I'm going backwards sometimes. Yeah. Because, for example, some days I have pain on my shoulder, for example, right now. And it's been like a couple of months that I have this pain. And I don't feel strong enough in some angles. For example, I was able to do like a handstand push-ups with 10, 10 kilos um, mm-hmm. on me. And now I struggle to do it on with my body weight yeah. just because I feel that pain and I'm, I cannot push that hard. Yeah. But I know that is a period and that in a while the pain will go away again and I'll go back maybe even stronger. Yeah. The most important thing is don't quit, in my opinion. And the motivation, people always want to be motivated. I'll sometimes I don't have the motivation to go to the gym. Yeah. I just go anyway. And I sometimes I want to eat something different, but I will just eat my food and track my calories. Yeah. And because the I think I believe that the most important thing is the consistency. Yeah. And the motivation comes and goes. It's like money is coming ways.
0: Yeah. Because I was going to ask you, I I find it funny because I understand where you're coming from. I don't feel like it, but I still go, right? There's no progression. I don't care. I'm still going to show up and do better. But I feel like that doesn't come naturally to a lot of people. So I want to ask you, and again, your answer is you're either going to have a really cool answer for me or you're just going to be like, I'm just wired this way.
1: Oh, I don't know. I think I just really wanted to have those progress. That that is the main reason why I'm able to stay consistent. I really want arrive to feel stronger. So even if someone some days is really bad, and yeah. I sometimes are upset with myself because why this happened to me? Yeah, why I'm not able to have a normal progression or normal life? I remind myself. I always try to zoom out and see the progress I had from mm, the beginning to now and uh, I can when that happened I say okay it's true that you have struggle, you struggle to do this right now but look how far you you went yeah. so far so that's helped me to say okay I will keep because we will stay consistent and and do it another day and maybe tomorrow I will not feel... In this way i will feel stronger and i will be happy about my results yeah so i think i think is something that works for everybody when you don't see the result that you want if you zoom out and from where you start and where you are yeah it's really powerful because you see yourself every day and so you don't really See the, see the differences, but if you zoom out, for sure you'll say, "Okay, I gain like ten kilos of muscle, and that happened. So yeah. that means that is working. And if I will keep going, I will be able to arrive to my goals. Then, uh, but if I will quit today, probably not. So that is why I try to stay consistent and do things, even if I don't feel it to do it sometimes."
0: Yeah. You know what I just figured out with how you approach things is you don't have a timeline. Because I think that's exactly. what stresses most people. I want to get jacked by this date or lose weight by this date. And it's the journey ends at that date ultimately for them. And for you, it's just like, there's no timeline. If it takes me two years to put on 10 kg versus six months, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, that that is, that's bring me back to the things I said before. That is, we are always improved, uh, like in a journey to improve. Yeah. Right now, I don't have any competition or like final date where I have to prepare myself to, and I don't want to have it. That's why I'm not competing right now yeah. anymore. It's stressful. <laughs> it, it's stressful and it's something that I don't want to have. It's yeah. Stress. Yeah. I want to have the less stress possible. Yeah. For this reason, yeah, the, mm, I will just work and do what I believe that is working for improve mm. without really care if I will arrive to that goal tomorrow or in a couple of years. Yeah. But the most important thing is keep having some small results every day.
0: Yeah. Man, it just made me realize like the end date ultimately is death. That's the end goal. That's the journey at the end of the day. Yeah, you
1: never (laughs) know when that will happen. Exactly. (laughs) So just
0: always keep improving until the final day comes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and actually also... My main goals is to be able to be fit and do my things in twenty years, or forty years from now. I don't really try to live my life for live longer, but to live a really good life for the years that I will have. Because mm-hmm. I, if I have to pick a choice between be a ride to ninety five or one hundred years, but spend thirty years of my life miserable, yeah. Instead, of arrive to eighty five, and but have a good time all the years and be able to move and do my things. yeah. I would definitely prefer like a shorter life but a more intense.
0: Yeah. So what's well, a different way of thinking, man? Because I know you, you're like early thirties.
1: Yeah, I'm thirty
0: five right now. Yeah, so mid thirties. Yeah, I think yeah. When we had lunch, I think it was like a year and a half ago when we were in Venice together. You said you were thirty four, so you're mid thirties. That's a different way of thinking for people. People typically don't start to think about that stuff when they're like in their 40s or
1: 50s. yeah I believe that uh, if you go through a disease like that stop you and put some limitation on what you're able to do, you will probably think more about your future and yeah. what you will be be able to do tomorrow mm. So that's I thing why I developed this feeling and these thoughts about my future. Yeah, Just because, okay, one day I was able to walk and the day after I was not able to do it anymore. Yeah. And so right now I I, I wanted to live the best life I can. Yeah. Uh, because you never know what will happen tomorrow.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Man, Luca, I want to say a massive thank you, man, for sharing your story. I learned a lot about you today. I know that people definitely have because I definitely did not know all those aspects and especially when it comes to the mental component, right, of what you have to go through and all the lessons that you've learned. I can tell that there's a lot of, they come from a place of pain and having lived it. They don't come from, I saw this quote on Instagram. You should think positively. Like, I can tell that it comes from a deeper place.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think on Instagram and on social media right now, a lot of people, like, just post stuff and, <laughs> yeah, things that they think that are cool, but they didn't they never experience that the pain or the reason why those people in the first place develop that thought yeah so it's i can really relate with Jody Spencer and other people like that have a trauma and in my way that is for sure different of them but when you are like on your lower you can you can find a way to go back and improve yourself or feel better because the main reason was feel better i'm i do it i did it for myself not like for others but i feel like now i'm in a point where i can also help others to feel better so uh, that is why i'm doing it on the social media and with my clients
0: yeah ultimately man like the people that have gone through their pain that are wanting to help other people those are the best in my opinion those are the best coaches because they actually have passion behind it and they've lived it. Like,
1: yeah, I believe that the passion is supposed to be the main reason for do any jobs. Mm -hmm. So if you don't really like what you're doing, you should quit and find something else that you actually love because when you do things with love, the results, the income is completely different. Yeah. And, but a lot of people like are like stuck in their fear because you have to pay rent or do whatever. You yeah. cannot really quit what you are doing for get a better life, and and for me the the wake up call was like the disease and say okay you have mm-hmm. to quit all the things that you don't like to do yeah and you're forced to ultimately yeah I was forced because I wasn't able to do it yeah. but after, when I went back I said okay I will not do these things that bring me here in the first place because all yeah. the stress all the things was was because i was living that way before so i decided okay i will quit all the things i was doing before yeah uh, because if you always try to do the same thing suspect a different outcome well, uh, will not work so if you yeah. want to have something different as a result you need to do also something different yeah and that is why i decided to okay i would just follow my dreams and my heart and change completely in my life and do something different yeah absolutely
0: so, i do you ever heard this before but your pain is your message right so yeah you what you went through is a reason why you're helping your clients the way that you are the whole reason this podcast exists because i lost my ex-partner to cancer right so i we wouldn't be here if i wasn't yeah,
1: yeah. sure pain give you like an excellent motivation for sure for two yeah. things
0: absolutely But right. two two last things i want to go more on the i don't see the superficial side of veganism and fitness but what most people are looking for and i know that it's not the end all be all but they're like how to do, how does luca eat to be able to freaking dip
1: maxim's body weight oh <laughs> <laughs> i so mm, that's many people that really want to eat things with flavors and thing. i eat because i need to put those macros in my body so that make a huge difference yeah I normally eat and I don't want to eat like things that are good for my body. So I go f- more for quality than taste and nutritional than taste. I normally eat legumes and grains with with some other kind of protein source that can be tempeh or tofu on soy tofu or soy curls or sometimes seitan. I don't eat too much seitan. And then a source of fat that can be avocado or nuts or olive oil. Sometimes it's it's just because in Italy we have a good olive oil. But yeah, I don't. I prefer to don't eat too much fat, so I really low on fat. Yeah, and that is what I normally eat: oatmeal, oatmeal in the morning with a protein. Yeah, and a banana like rice and lentils and tofu for lunch and something similar like sweet potatoes or potatoes and chickpeas and tofu or tempeh in the evening. Okay. And and I also try to improve my fermented food. I normally eat three 300 grams of kimchi or like a sauerkraut or some fermented food yeah. besa- beside the tempeh. Just yeah. because I like to read the research about nutrition and yeah. did so many studies about how like fermented food improve your microbiota and your gut. Yeah. So I, I decided to improve that and it's helping me a lot. I feel way better. Yeah. So yeah, essentially that is what I normally eat during my day. That, then of course, I'm Italian. I eat pizza sometimes. Yeah. If I am able to do it by myself, I'm happier because yeah. I can also choose the macros and yeah. the quality of the ingredients. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. Sometimes I eat out. I don't really eat out too often. Yeah. Uh, probably a couple of times a week if I'm in vacation, like right now. But uh, if I'm home, yeah, probably once every couple of weeks. Okay. I like to cook. And if I feel like craving for something, Instead of going out and buy it, I yeah. prefer to do it by myself. So I actually know what kind of ingredients I'm using. I can always figure out how to fit it in my macros. This is another thing. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I also love to to test new recipes and play around in the kitchen to see if I'm able to make something good. Yeah, with the macros that I have.
0: Yeah. Oh, beautiful man, dude. I'll say massive thank you for taking the time to jump on the show for anyone that's listening that wants more information on how to work with Luca. I'll put all the links down below. So you're working with Jack Vegans. Yes. I always, I'll put it this way. Some people ask me why I have other coaches on the podcast. There's enough room for everyone in this world, right? Some people are going to connect to your story and they're going to work with you. I have a very different story as to why I do what I do, right? And everyone has different ways of doing things. And so I am like there's room for everyone. Actually, I Julian, on the podcast, I think a year and a half ago on the show.
1: Yeah, I think everybody have a different approach and a different story. So if you relate the first things about be coached by someone, you have to have a good connection with that person and trust. Yeah. Because it's relationship. like... Relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like in any relationship, it's important. That can happen with you, with someone else. And the best fit depends on so many reasons. It's and it's. I'm glad that so many people, as you are like training other vegans or other people to stay fit because it's really important <laughs> to stay fit. So it doesn't matter if it's me or someone else, but it's important, it's important that we spread the message and we grow this community of fit vegans and that help others to stay healthy and be also strong. That's- is another <laughs> good things, but... Exactly. Yeah. Get
0: 90 kgs, everyone. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: good. Yeah, everyone, I'll put, all, I'll put a link for Luca's IG and all his social links down below so you guys can check him out, show him some love. I'm sure they can reach out if they have any questions yeah, for you. And any last words of wisdom that you'd like to share with the audience?
1: Oh, I don't know about the wisdom. I <laughs> You shared a lot today. <laughs> I'm really glad that we were able to do this podcast together and connect. Uh, yeah. I believe that it's really important to always be yourself, and, and like really be in the present moment, and that will bring you more more energy and more focus in what you want, and will actually attract really positive things. If you are not doing it right now, try to stay more present in during your day because that will make a huge difference in your in the quality of your life. Beautiful man.
0: Do you want to repeat in Italian for Italian listeners? <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> nah, just, I just, you don't <laughs> have to. Yeah. So we do have Italian listeners. Actually, we had a bunch of people in Italy that listening to it in Europe.
1: Yeah. When I speak in English, I need to change my brain. Yeah. So I have a hard time sometimes to go back to speak in to Italian. Italian. <laughs> <laughs> and I also right now that I'm speaking mostly in English all the time. Yeah. And I have like a couple of friend and, and that I speak in my family that I speak in English yeah in sorry in Italian I sometimes I speak like in Italian and I don't remember some words I have to say in, in English so it's yeah it's a bit confusing right now I said in Italian could be a bit challenge <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey man I'm French originally same thing when I talk to my parents like half the words of English when I text them I text like I'm like in third grade. Like I just forget how to write the words. So yeah, no, <laughs> no reason. Dude, I really appreciate you hopping on the show. And now we're going to go crush our workout together.
1: Yeah, let's do that.
0: Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to support, please share it with others that would benefit from it. Share it on social media and be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Maxim underscore official and on YouTube at FitVegan. The links will also be in the show notes.